It's September, and at the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church in St. Kitts, we present September, September to, to Remember. Remember. We take time out to talk family, marriage, relationships, and just being real. Join us now. Let us bow our heads and let us pray. Father and God, we thank you for this day. We give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, for you are our Abba Father, our Daddy God. And we just want to give you thanks this morning that you have seen us through and you will continue to see us through because we can trust in you, God. Whatever you say, my God, we can trust you. And so we give you all the praise this morning. We thank you for your goodness towards us, your people. And we bless your name, Lord God, for these words that we will be saying, dear God, I pray that it will touch the hearts, dear God. And Lord, we ask for your understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remember, this is um, September to remember, and we are continuing on um, the, the theme this year. And we want to um, thank God for the opportunity that we can share. Um, so as we go forward, amen. We are going to be last two sessions. We really dealt with um, subject of relationship, how to continue to have our relationship th thriving and um, being on a good path. I know for the past two weeks we were looking at m mostly relationships on a whole in terms of a couple. You know, that's, um, you know husband and wife relationships and stuff like that. Today we want to deal with a, a little bit of understanding how to thrive as a single person. And so we are going to be looking at that dimension. And also, since the topic of dating came up, one of the questions um, was centered around dating. I think we should um, tap into that. And then we want to take your questions we want to take your questions if you have any, and then we get out of here. So, if you're visiting with us, I, I want to thank you so much. This is not the, this September for us is not a normal schedule of things. Also, while I'm on that, let me um, inform you that next week, next week Sunday, um, it's going to be our friends and family and also... It's going to be health and family, wellness health and wellness Sunday. So, well, not Sunday, but weekend. Let me, let me correct that. Uh, because we are going to be having a health fair going on here on Saturday. Um, yes, on Saturday. Um, I think the, the poster has the timing and everything. If you have not received the posters yet, I show later on in the service, the timing is going to be there but they're going to be here on Saturday and also on Sunday, right? Sunday, so come, get your pressure check, everything, all the different stuff. So you're going to hear more about that. I'm just letting you know. But on that Sunday, we are inviting you to, um, well, we are asking you to invite your families and your friends to that service on next week, Sunday. But let them know that the health fear is on Saturday and on su sorry Sunday. May God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. So it's a weekend thing. Amen. Yes. Weekend special. Yes. 
Amen. Well, today, as um, Bishop said, we're going to zero in on the singles. Okay, so I hope you have your questions. Those that are singles, I hope that you have questions for us in order to help. Okay, so thriving as a single person. Um, let us take our Bibles and go to Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6. The word of God said, trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, let me say that again. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your paths straight and smooth. He will do what? Make your paths straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Amen? That's the word of the Lord. Now, singleness is not a disease. Nor a curse. It is not a plan B. I believe certain, some people has it like it's a disease to be single. Like you're cursed if, you're not, if you don't have a partner. So we want to zero in and, you know, change our mindset where singleness is, con um, you know, is concerned. One thing you can do as a single person that is dangerous is to compare yourself. You compare yourself, you know, oh, I went to school with these people and they don't reach so, so, and so. They don't marry, they don't have children, they don't, you know, and we compare. That is a dangerous thing to do. To compare yourself with somebody else. You are where you are today because God allowed it to happen. God, let me tell you, God is not confused. He is frightened. He knows what he is doing. Amen? And so... We must be careful of this thing called comparison. Do not compare yourself with anybody else. Remember, I read the word, you know, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will do what? Direct our paths. And I believe that is the problem that we have. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But in all our ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Amen. In all your ways, in your singleness, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. There is no need for comparison. There is no need to compare yourself with somebody else. You don't know what they went through to get where they are. So don't be jealous and, want to, and envious wanting to walk in somebody else's shoes. Can you bear their burdens? Walk your own path. The path that God has for you. If you're single now, find out what it is you are supposed to be doing. I think some people's minds are too much on the singleness. And you're caught up and stuck in this area of me being single and every day you're just down about this singleness. I ain't got nobody, I ain't got nobody, I ain't got nobody, I ain't got nobody. The another thing is that, you know, we ask, 
Why God, why? And I'm sure you're asking this, and this is our prayer, and we are stuck every time we go to pray. This is our prayer. When God, when? Why God, why? I have nobody yet. Instead of asking what God what, meaning what would you like me to do? I am single now. What am I supposed to be doing? I am in this position for a purpose. God is not frightened. Or he, he knows what he's doing. He does not give you something ahead of time that can mess you up. If you're not ready for it, you might think that you are ready. Until you get in and you say, but I ain't ready. He ain't ready yet. He wasn't ready. Take time and find out what is the plan of God for your life. You don't want no force, ripe nothing. We have examples of force, ripeness. When we're trying to, to, to um, how must I say, bribe God into giving you what you want now. When it is not the time for it. You have to learn to enjoy your singleness. My God, if you're caught up on this singleness and, and cannot be single, something is wrong. Because when you get in, you're going to have the same issues. You have to be complete. When you get into a relationship, it's not no half, no half. You have to be complete in yourself. Because you see, when you're not complete, you're looking for the other person to, to, to um, fill up whatever and you put a lot of pressure on the other person. That's a lot of pressure on the other person to make you feel good about yourself. And so we are to be complete. Find out what's your hobby, what, what you love to do, do it until. Amen? Until. And so we are to ask God what it is you would like me to do. He has a purpose for your life and it doesn't hinge on your dating status. It has not made, he has not made a mistake. He knows what he is doing. He has a purpose for your life. And so instead of crying out to God, why God I ain't married yet? Why God? And God look at so and so and so. You ain't ready yet if you have that mindset. You get in it, you will mess it up. Because you're not ready yet. You ought to be doing things in your singleness. Enjoy your singleness. Amen? Enjoy your singleness. Know how to treat yourself. Find a hobby and do that. Come on. Instead of wallowing and wallowing and why God, why God, why God? Nothing yet, nothing yet, nothing yet. God is fed up of hearing that. We need to move on. Maybe in a, maybe in a sense, um, one of understanding, maybe, the, maybe it's, I, I may think is the word, maybe singleness is um, causing people a little bit of um, disturbance in their minds. But if you will use the word singleness, or to be single, 
um, to be and look at it as a stage of a process where God is causing you to be processed, finding yourself, right. um, knowing what you want in life, what you want to accomplish, I think it will do much better than focusing on just one area of your life. Because the next stage, if it is the will of God, and let me go into that again, because sometimes it may be not the will of God for some people to enter into marriage. Um, and you may want to run into it and it may not be, be his will. And, and, and that is something, you know, again, we got to move away from the pressures of um, society. Because if you know, definitely it's not a burden to you. If, if it's not his will, it's not going to be a burden. It might be a burden to somebody else saying, well, why you ain't? But it's not going to be a burden to you. Because your mindset is not on that. In that single state, in the point of, and I, I maybe want us to move um, our minds from that of singleness, looking at the point of the developing stages. There are several stages in the life of a human being, right? And I believe that in this time, let us use that moment to find yourself and you know and I, I'm we're gonna I'm gonna let Kapasa continue but how much of us in that state has you know really discover ourselves you're waiting for somebody to discover you but how much of us have really discovered ourselves then secondly how much of us have really either written or even in our minds know what we want out of life. In other words, what's your vision? Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have some, you know, aspiration? Do you have some goals, some dreams and stuff like that? You see, because if somebody is going to come alongside you, I mean, what, they come into a blank page? You, nothing, um, no, you must be able to, because, and that is where, and I think when we come down to that point, when you actually, um, God brings somebody into your life, that is where you start comparing the point of where we need to go, vision statements, um, ambitions, goals, and stuff like that, and then we can now look at, okay, God is now leading us, are we the people that's supposed to be together, or maybe God just have you to be associates, a friend, because not everybody that God brings in your life is really to be a companion. But let's go back to the point of understanding that, that responsibility, that role. Society, and especially in, in our um, communities where we have so many single families, um, I, I think that is where some of the things has happened is that we have most of our families or most of our children 
are coming out of single parent home. So we, 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 we are in a society that don't really know so much about the structure of marriage. We're not seeing it. Um, or the structure of being happy and single, being fulfilled. You know, and, and you got to live that fulfilled life. Are you fulfilled? Oh, I'm looking for somebody. I got to be... I got to be dating somebody. I got to this. I got to that. And you've seen it happening and so many times. And okay, you had one bad experience as a single person. You mean you keep going down the same road, same road, same road, same road. And we, we are faced with these things because people are looking for love. They're looking for appreciation. They're not trying to find themselves. Somebody or something has to, they're looking for something or someone to fill that void. And we got to start to, I believe, as, and, 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 and we're we talking here generally for, for all um, persons, but I want to say it was especially as, 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 as believers, those of us who are disciples of Christ, we must be able to seek God concerning where he wants us to go. And Rather than bombarding God concerning one subject, one thing, one thing, can we bombard him concerning what is his vision for, for, for our lives? Where do you want us to go? Because I believe that when you have that vision, then the path becomes a little bit more clearer concerning the person that is more suitable. And let me cover that again. I said the person that is most suitable. So if you just heard my statement, I could go now. I don't believe in this statement that people think, oh, that God has that one for me. I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe in that. Um, you, you may say what you want, but I, I could tell you why I'm saying that. Because it is, if you go back to Genesis, and even though God made um, Eve, it says out of the dust of the ground, and he made and formed, she became a suitable or compatible um, person, Right? And I believe God, look, out there, there are people out there that has been um, called. There are people who has similar likings. But what is happening is the person that is most suitable. And it's not you who make it even that final decision in terms of that. But in terms of God will bring persons that is why, I'm, and I'm going to come down to the subject of the dating and so later on. But that is why you're going to see several persons. I, I, you know, I don't believe some people say, oh, I'm going to close my eyes and just look for one person. You're going to see several people. But at the end of the day, it's the person that is most suitable. Most suitable. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave there for, for now. So even, even as 
um, in, your, in, your, in your quest towards development. In your quest towards development. And you may, you may look at me, you know, because some of you are looking at me. And you may be wondering, Bishop, why you said that? I said, most suitable. Reason why? Most suitable could come down to the point. First of all, I want to say this. Um, spiritual unity is going to be important. If you're going to be going towards looking for somebody, and I said most suitable, because there's some people who comes, but they're not most suitable, because first of all, they're not believers. Wow. And you don't need to ask pastor, prophet, or whoever about an opinion concerning um, dating somebody who is not a believer. The Bible says that across the board, restrict that, that you should not be even entertaining and having any um, persons, any relationship with somebody who is not a believer. Oh, uh, okay. So that is why I said to you, you now need to look at the point of the person that is most suitable. Most suitable means that he does not just meet the external um, criteria, but also the spiritual criteria. He meets every part of your life. But before you can look in towards relationship, those of you who are looking, I believe that you must be fulfilled within yourself. You must be fulfilled within yourself that I um, God has called me for a purpose. I'm seeking the will of God for my life. And then he'll be able to draw that person um, to you. You understand? I said that person to you. Okay? He will be able to draw that person to you. That is most suitable. And I'll stay there for now. I'll come back. And so we are to seek the will of the Lord for our lives. Amen? So our prayers has to change up. I'm not saying do not pray. I'm not saying do not pray. Don't get me wrong. But it has to change. As Bishop said, you know, change, you can't just be sticking on one thing. It has to change. What is your purpose for my life? You are to know that as a person so you don't um, put yourself with somebody that is not compatible. Because when you hook up and if you hook up with somebody that is not compatible, they will be tugging and that relationship will be striving and not thriving. You get me? That relationship will be striving a lot of work but not thriving. And God says, above all else, he wished that we, we, we do what? We prosper. And so we have to bear these things in mind. The word of God said, they that wait. And we as, peop as a people, we have a problem with waiting. We have to learn to wait. Now, waiting does not mean you sit down there with your hands, claps, not doing anything. And that is why I say you have to change up your prayer. You have to ask God what it is you want me to be doing while I am waiting. So when the other person 
comes along, they do not find you just sitting doing anything. As bishops say, having a blank page. That you don't know nothing. You have no aspirations, no goals. You're supposed to have some things that you want to see where your life is going. Things you want to do. You know, go back to school. Better yourself. That's all thriving. Amen? Better yourself. So they ought to find you doing. Not sitting, doing nothing. Take, take the time for self development improvement so don't see it as a waste of time and all the other things take that time to develop i go back again because we have to always um point back to scripture when when god created um adam and he put him in the garden adam was not unemployed adam was employed it means that Adam was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was um, out there busy and all the other stuff. It came to a point in his walk, not the first day, because some people just think it's the first day that God put Adam in the garden that all of a sudden he realized that he needed a wife. No, not the first day, right? Because some of us always think, no, he was, he was being fulfilled. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was actually also... Um, having communion with God in the cool of the day, all the different stuff. He would look, the man had it down packed. He was busy doing, he was busy doing yes. his assignment. And that is why I want to say to, to you in the moment of preparation, stay busy doing things, self improvement, doing stuff. What, what, let me ask you something. Well, who, who um, rule? Um, you know, out there have to tell you that you have to wait until you get married to buy your piece of land, to build a house. Come on. To achieve things, to start a business. You know, some people are waiting for the man to get me there. No, I'm waiting for the woman to get me there. No, 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 no. You, you have a plan. You know what you want to do. Then start. start. Yes. For, start doing things. That, that is why, I, look, I cannot go um, anyway, else but back to the Bible. Look, Adam, Adam was not on that tree complaining and bawling and crying out, Oh God, I am a so alone. I have nobody to share this garden with. <laughs> and that's sometimes the way that we sound sometimes panicking. When, when, when we must understand that we are the Lord's, and if we are the Lord's, He is going to set us on the path. That is necessary. Listen, he cried out. He cried out. But look what happened. When he cried out, he says, when he looks he look around, after he has, he's doing and he's busy and he's realizing and he's saying, wow. You know, in other words, he said, I have nobody to share all this goodness with. Go over this again. He has nobody to share this goodness with. Oh, this beautiful God. Now all this wonderful stuff I am doing. Nobody to share this goodness with. And some of us, want our, our lives are miserable and we want people to share the, in, in our misery. Some people only want people to get them out of debt, you know. Share in help them pay because they don't run up all the bills and they want somebody to bail them out. It means that I am settled, I am, I am doing the things that are necessary. Um, you know, on a path. 
Nothing is wrong. And I'm going to give you this. I'm going to say something here. If the standards that we have now today was available or there in Adam's day, Adam would have stayed single. I'm going to tell you why. People don't like independent people. You realize independent people stay very long to get married? They might last and the listener. <laughs> no, but listen, because imagine you are going to go into a relationship with somebody that really they're they they are set. They don't they, they, they know who they, they, they you know they, they, they are in the in their own life, they know what they want. They, they, um, they are really accomplished stuff. You know, all they want is somebody to share the goodness with. And in other words, the person now is looking for somebody else who can bring what? Some worth to the table. Amen. Worth to the table. Imagine, what, 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 come on, what happened? So you come in, come live in my house and, and you, you, you sleeping on the boat? And, and, and nothing, nothing is wrong in terms of levels. They're not looking for comparison in terms of where you're at and where you know where you meet me and whatever. In other words, it's a point of vision. It's a point of vision. It's a point that when you come into my life, you are going to take me to the next level. Not listen. Not the point of degrade me. When somebody comes in, it should be an addition, addition. not a subtraction. It should be addition and multiplication, not subtraction and division. <laughs> so you met you met me at point point um point A, oh and, and 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 you know I'm fulfilled. I'm doing stuff. I'm. You must now have a plan where we okay. I'm meeting you here. What is going? How could I help you uh, to accomplish and to subside you to take you to the next level? Next level. That is why it is always the point, the Bible says, a help meet, not a helper. So a, a suitable companion. So let's go back to the, the single um, part. So you have to take time to find yourself. Growing your business, starting your business, developing your life. Um, sign up for your first piece of land. Yes. Pay it off. Have a proper saving. Mm -hmm. Already finish your first degree. Moving on to your second um, degree. Or, uh, you know, some um, bachelor's or master's or something. So you, you, you're moving in life. Hello, somebody. You're moving in life. Not about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love you. We were empty bad. Okay. That they can't stand up. That can't stand up because the point is it. At the end of the day, we need to now start looking at lives because you cannot just um, marry and at the end of the day, you are not going to accomplish the will of God for your life. Another thing, um, ministry. Ministry. None of us, a lot of times in our lives, we do not consider uh, ministry. Missionary trips. You know, you can go on missionary trips when you're single. 
And when you're married, it is more complex. And so these are times when you must be able to now venture out there doing things for God and, and going on missionary trips and journey as young people. And, and don't get yourself, you know, too much, you know, bound down with all these other things. Develop yourself. Self-development. Yes. I say self-development. Self-development. I'm Look, I, I, I say it already and I say it again. Because I, I come across a lot of independent women. And the problem, and also independent men, who are not just looking for a, somebody to share a bed with and to rub their talk. And one of the reasons why they cannot just give in to the system of oh, just liking anybody is because sometimes when you look at the candidates that are available, you look at the candidates that are available, there is no compatibility there at all. And that is why I'm going to say to um, those of you who are here, take the time to develop yourself. Take the time to develop yourself spiritually, um, all, the, all the leads that are necessary. Pray and ask the Lord to kind of help you even in your um, personal development and conduct and all the other stuff. When you're single, is the time you need to get yourself out of this um, nasty attitude and all the stuff that you, you, you went through and all the stuff. Because you can't wait until you get married to talk about your dealing with your behavior. Why should you, why should you love, have to have somebody who loves you, have to go through the pain of dealing with your nasty behavior? You're rude, you're, you, you, you just, you're just unfair, you, you're just bitter. That's when you're supposed to be dealing with your, yourself. And I'm going to give you this. Single, uh, when you're at the point of development, you need good friends. You need good friends. You need good friends who are going to tell you the truth. Who are going to tell you, girl, you're not ready. Boy, you ain't ready. Um, you, you, your attitude bad. You, yes. you, you, you ain't right. You ain't good. Yes. I'm going to tell another person that is instrumental in this area is people in your home. Parents. If they don't love you to the point of spoiling you, they're going to tell you, uh-uh. Leave yet. people children alone. Yes. You ain't ready yet. Mm -hmm. Understand me? For example, if you have a young man who... who Oh, he is, is single um, and he, he, he really have a problem with his mother spending his money. But you know that wife ain't going to get none. If mother ain't spending that money, ah, yeah, yeah, um, that wife ain't going to get none. Understand me? Oh, you know, uh, it, it may start out a point. But after a while, the same attitude is going to come in because he needs to be delivered. And I'm going to give you this. Sometimes that comes down from what he, um, that child saw in the home and is just duplicating what um, he saw happen. So this is going to be something that we have to look at. Go ahead. Right. So I believe in the self-development um, stage enjoying yourself that is the problem enjoy yourself being single you should not have a problem 
with being single. Enjoy yourself. Now where there's no responsibilities, you don't have to answer to anybody in terms of a husband and stuff like that. The Lord um, in the, is talk about freedom. I, I think we touched on it last week as well, where you can go, you can, um, you know, in ministry, you can um, go on fast. You don't have to ask permission or let nobody know. Um, well, we're going on fast for, for, for three weeks. 21 day fast. Daniel 21 day fast. The Daniel fast. You have to have permission. You have to be, there must be, once you're married, there must be consent. Yep. Because he said, no, 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 not at this time. That's biblical. If he come and say, no, 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 not at this time, well, it is not at this time. So while you're single, it can be at any time. And, and the point about it, because I remember that subject, I know we're not dealing too much, that subject came up. In terms of one time somebody was asking a question concerning suppose that okay we want to fast and all the different stuff and suppose that the husband in the midst of the fast if he if he feels that the fast is going on too long and he's looking for bed works what do you do I said please go in the bed go lie down <laughs> you ain't sitting no um, there's no um, areas of impurities or, or uh, no, there's no sin in there. And some people feel that, oh, you break the fast and all this stuff. You must understand, that is why I said, if the husband is willing to go with you for the fast, period, wonderful is good and whatever. But the point is it, if the point that they feel as though whatever, because um, in, in, the, in the context, and this is why singles need to understand it, in the context of the marriage union, neither the husband nor the wife has control or rule over their own bodies. And let me just go over that again. You hear what I just said? You hear that? You hear that? So when you're married, you have no control over your own body. Whereas when you are single, hey, hey. And um, I am not saying for the point of that, because remember, um, in any relationship is the point of um, consent. But the point is it, you should not, as a married person, using um, your body as a, a weapon against the other person. It is not of God, and it is ungodly, and it's demonic. Whenever you're seeing that happen in the home, you know what's going down the road. We dealt with that last week, so I'm not going back to that. So imagine as a single person, you have no restriction. You have no rule, no regulation. You, you're just living your life, running a day. You don't have to ask about for, for, no permission and all the other stuff. Well, really and truly, it means that sometimes singles feel that they are in prison. Well, but look, I want to change your mind today. You ain't in no prison. You're free. Freedom. Because, listen, those of us who are married have to go and ask somebody for permission. Have to consent with somebody else. Well, who really in the prison? <laughs> no, if you are, no, really. If you have to really think about it, it's really and truly, and I'm not saying that marriage is a prison, but I'm just showing you that if you have to ask somebody for permission, you have to consent with somebody. There are things that you can't do because you have to make sure somebody is, you always got to seek permission. And the Bible gives you that, um, you know, stipulation that these things are 
uh, necessary for the wholesome development of the individuals. And what do mm -hmm. you think? What do you think? What do you think? And let me Why you think the Bible put these things in place like, like this? Because even the point of fasting, even the point of consent of relationship between husband and wife, because naturally, when the gate don't open, when the gate don't open, I put it this way, children here. When the gate don't open, you understand me? It's difficult to close the gate for too long. If, if, uh, yeah, if, if the gate don't open, it's difficult. That is why, and listen, listen, listen. That is why I, we have to now channel the mind of the persons who are, because these are real things we have to deal with. Yes, I know um, churches want to yes. quote everything, right. but we have to look at that is why whenever you come into Christ and you, the gate was opened, yeah, can, we, can we, you know what the gate opened mean, right? Whenever the gate was open, you, you now have to understand that is why you go through a battle to, tr to get the gate closed. That's why there's going to be a battle in your life and in your mind. That is why it's going to be important that you renew your mind by the word of God. That's why you have to go to sanctification, purification, all demcation to get you back to the point. That is why we, we tell people, when you give your life to Christ, you, your sins are forgiven. You're on your way to heaven. But, but what happened? You have to work out your salvation. So then let us not fool people to think, oh, because they just come up to an altar and give their life to Christ, that, that sometimes they're going to feel like the gate needs to get open back open. <laughs> But because you have dedicated your life to Christ, you have to now beat your flesh under subjection. Yes. And nobody talking about this, you know, all the people just telling you, you know, and you know, church, don't deal with the issues of understanding that sometimes you are going to be faced with situations. You're going to be faced with circumstance. You are going to be faced with circumstance because I am going to put this to you that nobody, look, them days of parents to tell us that the child come in the plane, Oh no, oh no, it's things happen. And so if we, can, we can educate our young people to keeping themselves pure because the next subject I was going to deal with or the next point after unity of um, a point is that you need to know um, as a single person, we need to go to the next stage of, um, of spiritual or um, sexual purity. And that is why we need to start teaching our young people again, keep the gate closed. Keep the gate closed. Nothing is wrong of you um, when you're ready that the first person that is going to be um, sharing your life with you is your, is your life's partner. Why, why people have to always buy rentals? No, no, sorry, uh, you know what I mean? Come on. Uh, no, I know I'm saying. The reason why I'm saying this is because whenever you come to the table and you know, you could tell this man, and let me tell you something. 
you no come meet, meet look you no meet nobody with no you no meet no no rip up driver's license in here no insurance or uh, somebody's bang up and fender and look you are the first you know so whenever you you come here and you meet me as the first you're gonna respect me you know because why i held myself for you and there's a there's a different i'm not saying that you don't you don't you mistreat people because of, of that but whenever you bring to the table and you know this is look i look i went there you are the first you must learn of some dignity and honor glory to god and so young people young ladies young men you can keep yourself pure you can keep yourself pure in a society we are living in today. That is why people are, um, are rushing towards stuff. Because most of the singles, the reason why they want to get married is to have sex. And that is not the only thing. When it, all, when it is all said and done, what is next? So you all can only be good when you're doing that? What happened to the, that is not all to life. What happens to the other parts and other areas of your life? That is just one part. One part. So you cannot base a relationship on just that. Because after that comes what? And let us really be examine ourselves, you know, because we have to now look at these things. Please not fool yourself. Because I don't feel, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very, very frank here now. Because Pastor Ingham put me under no pressure when I reach a certain age. <laughs> took a drink of nothing. <laughs> I ain't going to take no blue pill, pink pill, yellow pill. <laughs> took a try. No, no, no. The point is it. Hello. Precious memories, how they linger. You understand me? No, I, no, because after a while, why you got to go talk about you're going to perform for and going on with all kind of things with whatever, whatever. You understand me? We understand we've been a path. We've been down a road years now. Hallelujah. I told her the other day, so forgive me. I told her the other day, I said, let's tape it and then I could play it back for you. I said... <laughs> I said, I could tape it now and just show it, show it. When we read the age, just show you and say, girl, remember them days there? <laughs> and the reason why I'm, I, I, the reason why I just said that, right? The reason why I just said that is because some of us are coming into the institution with the wrong ideas. If as long as you are live together and stay together, there's going to come a time in your life where the things ain't going to be working like it used to work. Asuna hundreds are <laughs> And so you got to prepare yourself. But what happened, man? When I read them, the, them time of the years and so. No, no, what will that? You understand me? Who ain't going to pastor? I know you should better, you know, in the, and that's why. You, listen, that is why. I'm going to give you this. Hello, hello. That is why. I'm going to say to us. That's why we got to try and take care of our bodies. Do as much as possible. Live as much as healthy as possible. The exercise, the other stuff that is necessary for your mental scope and all the other things. 
But I, I want the young people to understand that you're not getting into this thing to think whatever. There's going to come a time where your, 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 um, your whole system is going to slow, slow down. You ain't going to be as hot. And that's why you look now. You're seeing these older men trying to live like young spring chicken. Let me tell you something. You, as, listen, as a man, I must know things slowing down. When I go to the bathroom and me not hearing loud like me son. Yeah, when I hear me say not loud, and, and, and sometimes you, you know that boy, you know, you're slowing down. You understand me? You understand? And we, we have to appreciate life. We have to appreciate life. That is why I'm saying to us, as young people, let's teach our young girls and young men, step you. Nothing wrong in marrying early. Because another thing too, you know, we don't make people feel as though if they want to venture, oh, no, no, you can marry early. So why is it they could sleep early? They could shock up early, but they can't marry early. It's just meaning that there are certain things must be accomplished by that time. Okay? Good. Let me, let me move on. Let me. So spiritual purity is going to be important. You have to cleanse yourself. You have to ask the God to wash you and cleanse you. Renew your mind. Our society is too sexual. Just check it out to see. Every birthday bashment right now have a naked woman on it. They're out there. So, it sex sells. It, 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 that is a, one of the tricks of the enemy is to corrupt the institution of sex. Nothing wrong with it, you know. I'm going to go with that again. I said, nothing wrong with it. Sex is a good thing. When God created it, it was good. And in God's eye, it is still good. Amen. But what is going on? The enemy has corrupted the minds of people to take that which God had intended to be good and corrupt it to be bad. So nothing wrong with it. And let me just give you this again. For those of you who are here, I did not say to you when you are praying to God to ask God to take away your sexual drives. Because you need them. <laughs> you need them. It's just that you have to ask God to give you the control to help you to control. Nothing wrong in having, um, you know, your, what do you call it? What do you call it? Those feelings. You're human. And sexual desires, nothing wrong with it. You're human, you're going to come. Where you be? What happened to all you? Me not care much you pray. I don't care much you fast. There is going to be an indicator that you're human. Some of us are feeling, because you got, you're getting, um, a, a, as a young person, a single, you're getting a sexual drive that you sin. Nothing wrong, nothing, nothing. Uh -uh, a God make you so. If God didn't know when, uh, that that's going to be a problem, whenever you give your life to Christ, he would have taken it away, shut down everything. All you need to now do is to bring your life into what? 
the area of control. Say, Lord, help me to control this thing. Control. And the more you renew your mind, you take your mind off of that thing to put your mind on other things, then you realize um, that thing is not so um, important anymore. Amen. Sound words. And so let us not, as a community, as a church, as a family, put pressure on the young people. Please. Yes, you will see them talking with each other. They have to do that. Amen. That has to be done. You have to, you know, you will want, it should be. All you have to do is monitor. And don't put ideas in, the, in their heads. Oh, I see you talking to so-and-so, so what's going on? And, you know, and things like that. No, you just monitor and you look on. That is how they're going to, you know, come around. Because, as we said, the stages of development. Remember when you were younger? Remember what used to go on with you? It seems like sometimes we forget, you know. So some, we have to go back. When you were this age, what was going on with you? What was going on in your mind? Sometimes you have to go back so that we can understand the younger generation today. What is going on? And all you have to do is monitor. Amen? You monitor them. So they will be talking. You will see it. This one talking with that one and that one talking with this one. But that does not mean anything is going on. So do not pressure them. What we do, we just monitor. We just monitor, make sure that they do not pass certain boundaries. Amen? That do not do what? Pass certain boundaries. Amen? Hallelujah. While we, um, the next point you need to look at as a single person is to develop a solid um, character solid character um i think we said some points over that you have to develop solid character um so when you move from um, spiritual and sexual purity you have to now develop a solid character and that is where you hear some people saying by me data um somebody would have come to church and that is sometimes some, something we kind of um mistake that we feel as though that every <laughs> Every person that enters the, or sits in the building, that they are sold out to God and all different stuff. Yes, sometimes they are born again, but their character is not yet developed. Let me go over that again. And that's a mistake we make to feel like, oh, because we see somebody, they, look, they could be singing in the choir, they could be preaching, they could be all the other stuff. But they have some character um, flaws. They have some areas that needs working on. Sometimes what's going on, God may allow you to be the person to see. Because sometimes you're in church, you can't see it. Let me go over this again. Sometimes in church, you can't see it. Because somebody we singing, we're performing, we're doing all the other stuff, we can't see it. And nothing, listen to this. This is, what, this is why I said that um, we must allow people the time to go through the areas of sanctification. For example... You're going now and you're on your first, you now reach to the point of dating. You've been talking around and you reach to the point of dating. And while you're dating, the first encounter with that person who's supposed to be a Christian is to try to get under, uh, well, it's called under your skin or uh, on your skin. 
um, that means that that person has a problem. They has a problem. They have um, their sexual drives is not under control. They could be a wonderful brother in other sister in, uh, in other ways, but they need to bring their feelings under control. That is several things could happen right there. You now run into a marriage with that person, you will have a problem with that person if they does not bring their sexual drive under control because they will not be faithful to you. They will not be faithful to you because it means that anything or whenever the opportunity arises, they can just um, fly off. Um, you go on a conference and they're having a conference. Right? So um, the, the character and character needs to be developed over a period of time. And nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. You see, all of us, we, 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 we will hide things. We will hide things. But God will bring people in our lives to help us to do what? To develop the area of our character. The last thing I want to say to you is time. Time is going to be important. Timing. Timing is important. Timing is important. While you pray to God, you must tell God exactly what you need. You must tell him exactly what's on your heart. But you allow God to work out everything in his own timing. Okay, and I think um, Amen. Timing is important. And you cannot put, as I say, compare your timing with somebody else's timing. We need to get out of our minds and change our mindset about this age thing. Oh, me getting old. Oh, me getting old. And so something had to happen. Timing is important. Timing is what? Important. Not because somebody got um, married early means that has to happen to you. You can get married later. It's all in God's, what God has in store for you. Amen. It's all of what God has in store for you. Amen? When I got married, that was the last thing on my mind. Believe you me. I just finished school, and my thing was, okay, I'm going to go look at a job. I'm going to go get me this, and I'm going to get me that. Marriage was the last thing on my mind. I was not thinking about that at all. Husband and but no, sir. Me just finish with this one part of my life development school, and it was huh? just exam just done and everything. And I gone home. Last thing on my mind was marriage at all, at all, at all, at all. And look at that a year after I was married. A year after I was married. But it was the last thing on my mind. Sometimes it is too much on our minds. He's doing a quick work. <laughs> Sometimes it is too much on, your, on our minds. You hear what I had in mind? I just finished. I done put in some stuff to go. Went on interviews and whatnot to get what? Job. I'm going to go walk. 
Come on, me own. I want my own things. Yes, we live with mommy and daddy, but I want my own. So it was, let me go see if I could get my own things. That is what was on my mind. Not husband at all. I'd left that in God's hand. I already prayed when I was much younger. Lord, so and so and so, this is what I want. And I leave it there. We had no time to think about that. Yes, there were, you know, friends that came along. We had good talks and whatnot, but it was not that. And so when I came home, it was, let me get a job, get some finances, start to put certain things in place. When this gentleman here came, straight up, <laughs> came and then he did not come with the um, thing, you know, we did what we talked and we developed, developed that relationship of, you know, ministry came talking, you know, God stuff. And it was lovely. It was nothing out of the way. So I was at ease. You understand? God stuff, things that, you know, both of us. And so we were on that length. Amen. So that was the last thing. You know, you have to take it out of your mind. Sometimes we think about it too much. Too much. It's too much on our minds. Too much. As somebody come and talk to you, you're thinking, is this the one? You know, in your, in your mind, is this the one? Lord, is this the one? Is this the one? And so you're caught up in that. No. Get to know the person. Hear what the person is saying. Let that be far from you. you we have to learn to pray and leave it. Sometimes we pray and we take it back up. I have here about surrendering. We have a problem of surrendering. Yes, we say, Lord, I surrender all to you. But there are certain areas in our life we do not surrender to God. We want to be in control of it. And so when you pray, yes, you tell God, this is what you're looking for. You know, nothing wrong in that. And you leave it there, let God work it out, man. And stop thinking about it. It's always in the forefront of your mind. This husband thing, this, this wife thing, this husband thing, this wife thing. It's right there. So you're not seeing anything else. Get it out. You don't pray? Leave it. And work. Do the work. Do the ministry. Go out. Enjoy yourself. This is what we are telling you. Enjoy being single. Find a hobby. What you like to do. I used to love to read. So, huh. I always had a book in my, in my hand reading. Love to read. Children, they follow me. They don't love read. Yeah, right. Love to read. So I always, I have no problem sitting or lying for hours. And I'm reading and I'm happy. Amen. So when you pray, leave it there. Surrender, ring all. We sing it. We pray it, but we need to act it out. Surrendering all to him. Once you pray, leave it. And do the work. Enjoy yourself. We see how things are going today, how people are just popping off. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Amen? Okay, so we're going to now move to the question and period 
Um, and so we are going to ask them to provide a mic for the persons, and then we are going to move straight ahead. Um, one of the things that we were talking about, because I know last week we started looking at dating, um, at what point should a, a person start dating, um, and, and stuff like that. Does God give people wife or husband, or an individual finds the person? Um, and it says, should a, uh, a guy who is dependent set out for a relationship? Right, so there are questions that are being asked. Um, in terms of one, the right time is when you are responsible. It, it, and he says when your parents are still responsible for you, they are paying for your education, they are responsible for everything you do, the clothes you wear, the food you eat, and everything else. Well, um, it is stated that dating at that time, dating should be controlled or monitored carefully by the parents. Because if they're paying the bill, um, it means that you should not be in a serious, serious relationship at that time. Because if everything else is controlled by them, why should one area of your life be controlled by you. It means that you are not yet responsible. When you start paying at least one bill and you're bringing in your own resources, you're doing your own thing, you can start thinking about a serious, serious dating type of relationship. Um, last week we spoke concerning the area of the in-between. And I think when we're looking at the same point of being responsible, if children are responsible, they are walking in the area, and young people are walking in purity, and they understand what they want, and you're dating somebody who of the same standards, we ought not to be afraid to allow you to now start venturing on a date because we, 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 we won't find you down Port Zante on the rocks or between buildings or over the hill doing things that are not um, appropriate and, and, and decent because you are now responsible. It means that it takes two responsible individuals to commit to the point of dating. And um, so if, if I could recommend from last week, there need to be that period of uh, liming or um, associating um, fellowship in whatever word you, you want to use um, where there is no strings attached and all the other um, things. It is also stated that um, one of the reasons why in the world this is welcome but amongst the church amongst the Christians or disciples of Christ we must change that approach because it makes us look as though God don't know what he's doing or we do not know what we are doing. Because what we are doing, we are going out there trying to find out. This is what the world does. The world date to find out if the person is the right person or a person that could get close to me. The believer now 
should not go into that dimension because we must be led by, we must evaluate persons and then we are allowing that person to come into our space. Otherwise, what it is said, and I'm going over some scriptures, when we look into the area of even going back Abraham, going back even to the point of uh, um, Esau and Jacob, the, the scripture references are there, um, in Genesis 17, you know, when God was ready to give them even um, children, God made a covenant with them. God made a covenant with them. I want to say to us, if we are going to believe in God for every area of our lives, let us not exclude God from this subject. And this subject is a very important subject. For the rest of your life, you're going to spend until death does part, and you want to exclude God from that? I'm going to give you my own personal testimony. And it's going to be a little bit on the scriptural of, scripture of stuff. If you realize that when Abraham was ready to, um, well, uh, Abraham or Isaac was ready for a wife. If you go in Genesis 24, you'll realize that he didn't send Isaac out there to look a wife. He sent, his father sent the servants. But this, if you check it out carefully, the servant prayed to God and said, God, uh, send me an angel to guide me. Send an angel to guide me for me to find a wife for my master's son. Let me go over this one more time. Because our eyes can deceive us. But we must allow the spirit of God to guide us concerning this area. And that is why I said to you, I said to you before, I believe that is the suitable person, the person that God is saying, because sometimes our eyes and feeling could deceive us. But when God says, okay, this is the person, sometimes they ain't fit, they ain't clear like how you wanted them, they ain't have the body shape, they ain't all this, but God says, that's the one, that's the person. The Spirit of God is guiding. Listen to this. Isaac didn't have any choice or in the subject, you know. It is what the servant went out, look. Not only that, we saw the same thing coming down again. When even with, with Esau and Jacob and all this, there's always a point of, it seems that when, 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 when God is in the midst of it, God wants to be the one that is guiding and I want to say to you, and I said I'm going to share personal testimony. Because after I was fed up of me, me looking, yeah, I was fed up. I was fed up of me looking because there was, there was you know, there's a match-up. After you get in there, match-up and then this and that. And then one of the subjects is that um, some of the person that I kind of was liking, my mother didn't like them. And, and, and I, no, because I, I prayed, I said, Lord, if, if, if that is going to be, I don't want to be a subject where me, me, when me going by my mother, my wife got to stay in the car. 
So you got to understand that I told the Lord, I said, well, put a protective dimension. And it's only later on she's now saying, you know, I believe God put something in there for me just to don't. Come in, mother's like, uh-uh, not that one day. What, what, what happened? Why she a young so? She ain't from nearest. Me never hear a twang. Me never hear. She can't say donkey. She can't say. She, she can't say donkey. And and my mother, my mother was picking for little little issues of thinking and and, and not bring them there in your honor. Okay. And so that was one of the areas. And um and I said, okay, Lord. I said to the Lord after a while. I, you know, it was coming to a point I was getting tired of just going into a relationship and then we look now have to call it off because the person don't fit the criteria of what I was looking for. And when I say criteria, remember again and again, and I said suitable companion, they could have been. But when I evaluate the whole, um, and especially because at that time I was in ministry, um, I said I cannot just take somebody just for face value, because they look good. And, and I had to look at how they deal with people, the, the, the stuff like that. And another thing was a big thing on my, my, my thing, is that you couldn't be a gossiper. And I had one of them had two my friends. And I always a chat. And if I tell you something, I hear, I hear it from one of your friends. I said, no, you can't be a pastor wife. You're crazy? So we're now in bed, we have to talk a few things. We look at each other, no? So you have to look at when you're marrying, you can't just marry people because of what you want. Sometimes they have to fit in terms of where you are going. And we're going to have to be here trying to make you, uh, make a person not be a gossiper. That, that they try, no, no, that's going to be a, a work for me. So I, no, no. And so when I look now, listen, when I brought back a picture to the church, here the picture, they look, she, here's just sister them. She looks stuck up. She ain't look like she don't get along with people. I said, okay, good. I said, Lord, that's the person. And guess who was saying it? The gossipers. Those are the ones who were saying, oh, I mean, I like her. Because they were looking for somebody who they can they, they can't get to me, but they were going to use the channel of my wife to get to me. You see what I'm saying? She said, oh, she looks stuck up. Baby say, well, that's the one I want. Make it what you say, can you marry him? I going along. Oh, she looks stuck up. And the point is it, over the years, what a pleasant woman of God. Amen. Ne oh, come on. You all better know what you're doing. What a pleasant woman of God huh? never yet over the years that we ever had even one situation of anybody coming to say that could pass to say this and causing no disturbance within the house of God never 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 and I'm going to tell you this I'm going to tell you this it's not because it's not because of me it's not because of me it's because I told God I said God I am going to let you do the choosing. And I remember that day. And let me tell you something. After I tell God, you're going to choose. And me have people come in and they're they parading and all kind of stuff. And if I, I mean, I now open, not, 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 not click and nothing. 
And after when me asking God, I said, that's something wrong with me because me ain't even studying nobody and whatever he said, when you tell me, close me eye. So, let them pass. And you have, to, you have to come into a place with you and God where you know exactly what you tell God. And I remember that day when I was in that service. And she was in St. Kitts. And let me tell you a story. A guy who was in college with me in Nevis, good friend of mine, he's an officer now, you know. Um, she was in Nevis, you know. And the guy up there was troubling her, you know? At the time she was in Nevis because she was when I didn't say Martin, but she said she don't know what happened. She just felt like she needed to come home. If she didn't come home at that time, I would have missed her. I'd have never seen her. You saw God the design things? Me went for church conference, me never go look nobody. But I knew within myself, I said something the Lord tell me, your wife won't come from St. Martin. So I, you know, I was keeping my eyes kind of open, but still a little bit closed and say if I say anything. But I remember I was worshiping God. I was in the service, worshiping God up to the front. And I hear the Lord say, open up your eyes, son. And he, he opened up your eyes. I said, what is this? I, said, I hear the Lord open up your eyes. And he, he told me, where was? No, where was? Left? I'm right. He tell me, he tell me turn right. I think I turn, son. I look over. Oh, no, you what's up? Oh, okay. Well, we gonna fix. Okay. Well, where we turn? Where we turn? But I look. I remember if he said turn left or right. But anyway, that's too many years now. But I remember I look and I, I, I look down and I say, whoa, wow. I think I look left. And I, I say, wow. Who the girl along there, boy? Whoa. And something move inside of me, boy. I said, Jesus. Well, I start to sweat, boy. I said, Lord, Jesus. And can I tell you how God is a, a, a really a personal setup? Right next to her was a good friend of mine from, from, from Green Valley. In the service, next to her. But you know? But she coming to look for me because me from Green Valley. And I gonna go look for her because she from Green Valley. But me really, really want to look for me. Want to know who the girl was sitting next to her. And then so me start talking. I said, girl, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and you, you know, so happy to see you. Long time me to see you. And I cut short. And then she said, I said, who the girl was sitting next to you? She said, yeah, tell me. I said, she said, I live with them. She said, where you staying? I said, I'm just staying up the road. He said, where you staying with your uncle? I said, they just live down the road? Because they, they put me up, you know. The church put me up, so I mean, I know who me stay with. I said, look, when God is ready, and that is why I'm going to say this. Let God do the designing of this thing. You see, when we read scripture, we don't read scripture and we feel as though it's like some, some comic book. But let us examine this thing. We have three questions so far. We unhandled three questions today. Come on, quickly. Any 
Okay, we have a comment from Pastor. So let's go. about you speak about the um the believers but what about if somebody ain't a believer and you know how they ways and whatever they ain't get married at an early stage so they come into the church and they they come into the church, they get saved. But they still have the past life that they had. Because they wasn't married from before. So they came in and not looking, say you're looking for marriage. But after a while, and you ain't met nobody in the church neither. Because you at an age more than people in the church. But somehow you feel like you, you had one to get married, but me now, I don't know. Sometimes you might meet, you might see somebody who you like, um, just like, and they mightn't come your way. But somehow you feel like you like the person. But may I know, may I know. Answer me, answer me. <laughs> it looked like you had something cooking, you know. <laughs> it looked like my dad had something cooking, boy. <laughs> what is that? I, 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 I think you need, to, you need to pray a little bit more and ask the Lord for a little guidance. Um, Um, yeah, and I, I think, wait, would you like question? Yeah, but the, the point about it is that, um, while the person meets the first standard above in terms of that, um, that they are a, a believer, right? Because you have to make sure that is the thing, because what happens many times is that we get into these things and then later on we start complaining about their the lifestyle right um and so these are stuff if you if you um as a believer this is only the point that god says look at do not go down the road it's not a point that if um a, a believer wants to get married to an unbeliever 
that's them, that's them to open them with God. That's not something that's recommended. But the point is that if, if that happens, it means that don't come back complaining to say, for example, oh, they might drink too much, they might smoke too much, or whatever, because you know that that is what is going to come with that kind of lifestyle. They're going to want to take you to all kind of different stuff and whatever, um, things like that. But you will have to now pray about that matter. But remember again, um, the, 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 the believing wife, um, as the Bible says, always sanctified the, the, um, the unbelieving husband. But I am saying to us, do not put yourself into that, that area. But if the person doesn't come to the church and all the little stuff, remember again, this is the kingdom of God. And I think that's one of the a question I saw here. The kingdom of God. And we cannot be confined in our minds to think that the kingdom of God is one church. All that we need to make sure is that the, the, the churches are not teaching different stuff where you have um, different beliefs and where you're going to have a problem in the home. But if we are, we, 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 we good and whatever, what is the problem if... Um, you know, you go to your church and I go to my church, or we, we, the best solution is for both of you to come under the same mantle or the same covering um, of whatever. One of the things that I will have a problem with, if the person hates your church, then that's going to be a no-no because you're going to have problems. You're going to have, a, you have doctrinal or spiritual problems in that home. But if they don't have a problem and they, you may like your church and you sometimes you say, okay, we will worship here, we will worship there. And we, if both pastors understand that this is where it's going to happen and they're not young people. Young people really shouldn't go through this because you need a set um, home and stuff. I see couples get destroyed because you don't know where they're at. This week they're over here, next week I, look, then I think they're over there and he think they're over by me. And then they, there's a problem. So we, we, we need to make sure that you have younger people needs to set where is going to be your home church. If you're dating somebody or seeing somebody outside of, or in another church, you need to decide where you are going to be at. And nothing is wrong in you if you're worshiping here and you're saying, look, I believe I am going to be with my, I want to go with my husband. Nothing is wrong. You should not feel anywhere burdened by us or leadership that you have to leave to go and worship with your husband. Sometimes things may happen, just letting you know, if you go, there's always a door open that for both of you if, you, if there's any need for you all to come back. But this is your church. It is still your church. It's just that you, you're gone to it. So sometimes I will see you drop in to visit. When we have events, you're still here. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? So you're not, you're not, you're not losing out of your, your church fellowship. It's just that you're choosing to be with your husband at that time. Go ahead. Okay, the other one is that I think somebody asked a question about the area, the same thing about husband worshiping there and, and worshiping there. As I said, I think I answered it already. And the people, they're, they're active in their churches. Yeah. Um, on solving that, the two persons have to come towards that. The pastors, if they have an understanding and it's not going to create a spiritual um, problem um, or relationship problem with them, I don't see a problem um, with that at all. For example, I've seen it happen 
there's not a problem at all with the people. They're serving in both churches. They're worshiping at each churches. You may see it as a problem. Maybe somebody from outside may be seen as a problem because that is what you will prefer. But sometimes the people say, no, I, I, um, you're active there, I'm active there, and let's just still battle between both churches until if God says to you later on, come go with your husband or wife, make sure that happens. But I do not think if you are here, that every Sunday you're here at, at this church and you don't go to visit with your husband or with your wife. I don't, I don't believe in that. You should schedule a time that, yes, if we're either once per month or whatever. But you know why? People in that church not know who they, can't even identify who the wife or husband be. No, that not look right. There must be an area that somebody knows who missus is. You know, who the, who the missus or whoever the husband is, they must know. So it means that you can't abandon your, 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 your spouse over there um, or leave them over there for the sharks. And, and, and I'm, I'm being plain, you know. So sometimes you're going to have to make a decision. Look, um, are you hearing it from me, you know? I'm saying to you, there won't be a problem. What happens sometimes is that the, 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 the spirituality... Sometimes, sometimes why people make a decision to stay at certain churches is because they know that if they go by maybe at that church, they will, they will dry up and become dead because the same food they're getting, I'm not getting in the a, in a, in a same place. That's why I said both parties and these must be discussed before marriage. All right, question. Any more questions? Yes, right here. Uh, morning. Uh, earlier you spoke about um, independent persons. So my question is, uh, this morning is, uh, how can an independent person break their independence to each other when they get married, knowing that they were doing their own thing before? Well, um, discussions needs to be had in terms of what this independence means, you have your own job, you have your business, you have, you know, yourself, um, what must I say? Not contain, you, you know, you, 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 you're good. Your own money, everything. Yeah, you have your own money and whatnot. But now you're deciding that you're going to join with this person. There must be a discussion and an understanding between the two persons of how we're going to do this. Um, being independent... Um, in terms of that area, because there are more areas to this independence. There's the financial part of it, there's the social part of it, and all these things. Finances is a discussion. What is best for the family? Because, you know, being independent, you always think about I, what I want, and whatnot. Now you're coming into a relationship, it's no more I, but us. So, what is best for us? Are we going to um, keep everything together or are we going to open one I keep one you keep one and then we pull into another one that's a discussion that has to be had with both parties um, social same thing you have to remember you know you go as you want you come as you please and all these things that has to be an understanding that that has to change that has 
to change. Even being independent, that has to change. You know, you don't go and not tell the other person, you know, this is my schedule for the day. Remembering schedules can change. If schedules change, you let the other person know schedules are changed because you have to remember the other person might be working around your schedule doing whatever, depending on you for certain things, and then you don't show up. Remember, we talk about that as well, showing up. So you have to be a person of your word. So these are discussions that has to be made before. So there's an understanding across the board. No misunderstanding will come in because we both understand this is how we are going to do things. And can I just put on that? Independent don't mean you're stubborn. Because there's a difference between somebody that is set in their ways, stubborn, and independent. Independent just mean that you are guided concerning your vision for your life and your head in a part. But what there comes a time when there's a part of you that you realize, okay, um, I don't have a companion. The same thing just like um, Adam. He didn't have a companion, a compatible person. But then he did not become stubborn towards um, his, his, his environment. He was allowing, whenever you're open, you're, you're allowing somebody else to come between and share in the goodness that you have. In all that you have, been, um, have accomplished, all that you're doing, you allow somebody else to come in to be a part of it. It means that there would be... Um, your, 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 your structure is changing, which is, it is nothing different than when you were single. Because when you were single, you didn't have to report to nobody. You think, and let me tell you something, there are a lot of people who are married, who are not um, independent. They're married now, meaning they were not independent. They're married, but they still want to live like they're single. Nobody could, you, in, you hear husband a struggle, wife a struggle uh, to, for information where you're going. No, I'm not supposed to ask you. You're supposed to let me know, okay, darling, I'm going so-and-so. And in case with that, it's a point of reporting so the other person could know where you're at. Just a point, if anything happened, I know where to call or where to come. But people now want to live this kind of life. We don't know. And for example, there are a lot of people who, um, who, are, who are not, listen, they're not independent. But they're stubborn. They're set in their ways. Even concerning their finances. There are people who are married and they do not know. They can't tell you neither the income or the outcome. Do you know what I'm saying? They neither know the income and they could never predict the outcome. They, they know nothing. And how could you be in a relationship with somebody and you ain't know nothing about them? That's not a partnership. That's not a marriage. That, you know, that's a roommate with our own checks and balance by our own. Anyway, go ahead. Good morning. Um, being single, right? Um, sometimes you, as a Christian, being single, as a Christian female, let me use me, right? You see a man outside, okay? You got your eyes on him. He got his eyes on you. But the thing is, he's not saved. You might see somebody in the church who you might have your eyes on also. But the characters between the unsaved and the saved 
is so much different. And you, you see yourself more for the unsaved than the saved. Because the saved just ain't feel real, ain't acting real, no real in it. And, and then uh, when you come to the church and you say, Sister Cinder, I see this fellow out there, you know, he's a bunny weed and so on. Yeah, but he'll give me the energy and vibes and vibes. Sister Cinder, say, loose. Come out of that. <laughs> That is you, and you go to another sister, and sister Stacy, and sister Stacy say, God ain't saying he for you, he ain't for you, and is real talk, check, because then you will like, where you gonna go? You go for the church man, the church man ain't giving you the vibes, he ain't giving, he, he ain't even talking the talk, he might talk the God the talk, yes. Sometimes the energy is just, they're talking, they got to talk because they want you to feel them in the Christian vibes. But they're really, really not Christian neither, and there is. And, may I know? So, who do you choose in a state like this when you have to, to, to based on Bible to say unequally vote, yoke, and all them situations? Stay single and born? Well, the, the Bible actually um, gave you a response to that. It says it's better to marry than to burn. But remember again the consequences of your choice and actions. There are two things that needs to happen with that. Um, character in, in persons can be developed. And so if I see somebody even within the church that has some, as I said before, character issues, that means that we must be able to draw attention for development in that person. The other area with it, the other person, nothing in, is wrong in liking somebody, um, you know, you like to see somebody, that's okay. Um, but the point of it is to commit into a relationship with somebody that is un, an unbeliever. For example, now, um, there must be some way around. That is why I believe um, we must be able to do a little bit more work in terms of presenting the gospel, the opportunity of development to people. Because if, 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 if there are people out there, not that you're, you're going out special just for that because I just want the one they say because I want them in my bed. No, you're interested in the person development. So what happened? Because they like you and you like them. You may not be the right candidate for you to reach out to them. So that is why the church come into being. That is why we now have to now get some persons to say, look, some church brothers or whatever, I want you, um, let's deal with another one. Invite him to church, invite her to church, and then you work away around. Meaning, for example, they may not want to come to what we call a church service at the first. That's not the first kill. Right? Sometimes we think that's the first approach. But look what happened. Next week we're having um, the, 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 the fear thing and health thing. Invite them to that. But, but, but we as believers have to learn to show niceness. You know? And people must be nice because whenever they come and you, we are rude and crude and them people just behave like the people on the street, they're going to get turned off. And that is why so our approach has to be different. You know, across the board, we just have to be different. But, as I said, that can be a person because 
the church in terms of marketing. I remember the other day, and I'm going to be quick, I was having a conversation with, with, um, with an individual. Actually, it was one of my neighbors. And one of the neighbors said, you know, if the church was a, a traditional business, we would have been out of business. It's, listen, if the church was a business and operated like a traditional business, would have been out of business. And just think about it. If, 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 if a business have no referrals, if a business don't have repeat um, um, persons coming back, you know what's going to happen? You're out of business. And so we have to start thinking, remember we are agents of Christ. We are out there to, um, as a, a, the Bible told Peter, I'm going to make you what? Fishers of men. And so, uh, let me just give you this. Because suppose I fish, I was fishing for him, and he come in, but then when he come in, he not like me. He says somebody else. That's another issue. Then I will see back and I'll the church, confused, you break out, because I don't, I don't set me approval on the one now. You see, sometimes we, that's again, we need to surrender that part of us to the Lord. Say, Lord, maybe the Lord may have you to be the person, to, to be the one to introduce that person to Christ. But it may not be for a relationship. So we have to be very careful that we don't think, um, you know, down the road. Remember again, the final decision, the impulse, the things you feel, and everything should be, Lord, show me the way. Just a comment. Just a comment or maybe a little advice, if you would permit me. Um, Sean, I understand how you feel. <laughs> and the only reason why I understand how you feel is because I myself, no, I myself was speaking to an individual, a male, and he was not saved, but he was, he's a backslider. And I thought in my mind oh, <laughs> that, okay, since he's a backslider, it probably might be easy for him to come back to Christ. And so I was speaking to him, and I don't even know how to put this, but it, it, got, it got nasty in the fact that um, he wasn't coming the way that I wanted him to come. He said he came to church one day, and I didn't see him, Bishop. But he said he come in. <laughs> he said he come and he had to leave because he had an emergency, so he had to go to work. But I didn't see him. But I would think that if somebody invites you to church, you would at least let the person know that, you know, you saw him. And so I just want to let you know that only Jesus says, I'm telling her what Jesus told me, what God told me. I remember one day I was praying to God. I'm going to call him Tom. And I was telling Tom, I mean God, how you could allow Tom to treat me like this? You need to punish Tom. <laughs> and God, so, and God basically told me plain out, but I love Tom. I love Tom. And I was so upset I called Lelicia. <laughs> I said, how oh God could love Tom? <laughs> but we have to understand, just as Bishop said, that um, sometimes it's just not for us. And as Pastor said we have to take the relationship aspect out of the forefront and 
just speak to individual full love and invite them to church. If God do a work in them, God do a work. And as Bishop said, they could come to church and it may not be you. It may just be somebody else. And... Uh, And you have to learn to forgive because I was struggling with the issue of forgiveness, unforgiveness. I, I, I had to learn how to forgive the individual and to see the individual through God's eyes. And not only that, I remember I was still struggling and still had hope. And God had to literally tell me that you are fighting. You are alive and fighting to have something with someone who is dead. That is what God told me. I had to write it down and gave me the analogy because that is how he speak to me of, you know, when you have a bag of grapes and there's one bad grape inside of the bag and you leave that one bad grape, what happens? So it, 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 it was a situation where I start to see myself like going backwards instead of going forward. And I tell myself, I'm, I was in the graveyard and God had to literally... Pull me out of the graveyard. So sometimes you just have to just let it go. Trust God, pray, and just leave it alone. Because maybe the individual is just not for you. Learn to wait. Learn to wait. Learn to wait. Hey, hello. I, I, I just think we need, we need a session like this where we just have all comments and questions and answering. and still. This is wonderful. Come on, give your hand. Give yourself a, 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 a round of applause, please. Yes. Okay, we'll have okay. Good day. Good day, everyone. Well, I have a few things, but I'll... Okay, Bishop, maybe part of it you probably would have dealt with already. But I, for me, I, wanted the, I want to know if you could speak on an issue that I experience in terms of trying to do the right thing, not be unequally yoked, like so many men, but they're not saved, right? Who, who try to get in a relationship with me. And I get disappointed because I'm trying to do what I think is the right thing to do according to the Bible. And then there are persons in church, and I do believe that single, single people are pressured into getting into a relationship and getting married by church people and of course people in society of course people you know and so it's not so much that we just we're desperate I, I listened to co-pastor and I was thinking oh, no it's not that I I'm desperate to get married I think it's because people pressure people put pressure on you right and so I'm saying I get disappointed because I hear, oh, you're too picky. You're too picky, and especially from Christians. And so I would like to know if you could speak to that because I don't like it. I honestly don't like it. I feel bad when people say that because for me, I'm trying to do what I think is the way things to do according to scripture. The other thing to, I wanted to talk to you about is that this guy told me some years ago, not so long ago, he said, I said, but all these unsaved people just keep coming because he wanted to know, why is it that I'm not married yet? And I said, because the person's not there yet. The, the, the person hasn't come. 
And then I'm, for me, I'm looking for a Christian. I said, the person has to be a Christian. And he said to me, Christian guys are not going to ask you out. So I'm saying, what it is, why, why is that? So why is it that you're in church for a while and you have young men or men in church who are single and there may not be a lot, but do you think that the guys are afraid to ask the single women um, to, to try and approach them or anything like that? Do you think that they're afraid? I will say yes, some. Yeah. I'll, if the interest is not there. Um, no, you got to look at some. I said some because there are, there are people who are not. There are some, some guys who are they're, they're not going to be like me. There are some guys who are shy and they're not going to reach out. And you may, you no. The, the, I remember one person, I don't know if I'm at liberty to call the name, but. I remember one person who um, shared their own testimony. I think it was public, so I think um, Clifford Dollar was one of them. And he says, is his wife reach out to him? Yeah, um, about, about that, because the person was too shy. They, they, and, and today they're married and they're living a good life. So sometimes you've got to know what you're dealing with and who. Sometimes, I believe what's going on with that, as I said, um, you, you are... You is, you are a lady, you are a lady of detail. You like things, I wouldn't say that you're picky, but you like things nearly per a certain way and nearly perfect, right? And, and I'm gonna deal with this. When it comes to a relationship, you ain't gonna find nobody perfect. So your standards gonna have to sometimes change, not drop, but you're gonna have to be altered a little bit just say you will have to be led I want to put it that way because we have to be careful you can't say drop standard and then you pick up any and anything and then you're miserable you are a particular person everybody is not alike what you would like she may not like so stop bothering the young lady and saying she's picky whatever as Bishop says she has your detail oriented and so you need to be guided you need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Discernment and all we've been talking about, you need that. Because if God has somebody, if he has somebody that will meet you and that will be right, that will be, as you, as, how you put it? Um, what do you say again? No. Not, not necessarily detail, but that they will mesh together and that they will be compatible to her. You understand? And so it's not about being picky. Everybody has their likes. You cannot um, fault a person for having certain likes. What I like, you may not like. What this person like, you may not like. And so what you may be ready to live with, I may not be ready to live with. And so if you are this person which is detail-oriented, as I say, you pray and you leave it to God. Yes, you speak to other people who may come and present themselves. And if they're not the one, they're not the ones. Because you don't want to get into a relationship and in the end you're not happy. You're striving and not thriving. You have to put in more extra work and it is not working. And so, you know, 
just be guided. You, you are someone that really needs the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into that area. As I say, put every area, surrender every area to him. Take it out of your hands. What we're going to do because I know we are going to try and um, conduct a session, bring everybody together, especially single persons and all this stuff, and so that we can all have. And I am hoping that on the panel would be not just only those of us who are talking from the position of being married, but also from the, the position of um, singleness and moving into that 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 life of abundance. Okay. The people online in some time. Um, to be independent? Uh, yes, it can work. It can work. But what, what is happening is that, remember, um, the both pa parties have to come from that point of being also independent mind. Because what is the problem is that sometimes we have persons who have an area where you feel funny because the person don't have to depend on you for everything. Because remember, if an independent person, they don't really need to depend on you for everything. It's just that you, um, both parties need to come together and have board of directors meeting. Yes, so I have to put it that way. Because if I'm not coming to ask you, because they're not, they, they don't need the money from you really. So it's a point that we are going to use the monies that we have to, guide, to, to go with towards projects and whatever we are doing. So sometimes people feel left out because you have somebody who, you're not, they're not asked you to tap up the phone. They're not asked you to put gas in the car because the business can afford that. Right, so they don't need, and so sometimes you feel as though you're not important sometimes. So you need a person of that caliber of thinking that you don't feel left out. The, the, the problem with this is that if the person ignores the other person and feels as though because I, I, I don't tap up your gas and I don't do those things, that we don't, I, I don't love you, I don't appreciate you, that person now has to have to love that individual in other ways. For example, you, you emotionally, thank you, you have to now deal with them in a different way because they're not going to be, gifts ain't going to really move them. Reason why, I could buy myself a car. So you, what, what, what is that? You understand me? So you, to be there, to listen to them, to understand, okay, how was your day? And you know what I mean? Boy, I had a stressful day. Tell me about it. That is going to be your, your point about it. Is you, you become a manager of the manager. You become the counselor of the person when they come home, they're tired. They come home, they're tired, come on, uh, take off the shoe, rub the foot, just, you know, do, massage the head. That's a different way. Because with that, no, that doesn't, um, you, you can't buy that in the shop. Right? You can't buy, that. that is how you're going to show to them you're caring, you don't have the, the, the tub ready, tell them, darling, go in the soak. You understand me? You don't have it set. And that is the kind of stuff that you will have. And, and not only that, both of you do that for each other. Right? Do that. So it's not a problem that somebody being um, in, in, um, independent. The problem is that if the person becomes arrogant 
and we they, they, they don't want if you do listen if i listen i'm gonna, I'm gonna this here there are some people out there who look in a sperm donor and i said it already if you're looking at sperm donor i said that last week i said if you look at sperm donor um please but don't go get into somebody emotionally and then all you know you wanted is just because Okay, I don't got me life, I don't have everything, but all I really want is a child. But you go and fool somebody to bring them into a trap just to a child, and then you don't want them? I, I don't think it's fair, okay? So, but independent people are wonderful. And let me tell you something. If you want your life to go, you just have to understand where you're going, how you're managing. For example, career people. You realize a lot of our career women are single? And some of the men are single, we need to try and get them together and understand that they can make it because what's going on at the end of the day, you need somebody to, to be with you emotionally. You can't just be up there with you and just start telling them so grumpy and when they come to the work because they don't have nobody to rub them up in the night. They're too grumpy, you understand me? So you, you need that balance. But what happens, independence is, is good, but it's cause it could be dangerous if the person is arrogant and they feel as though they don't need somebody else to be with them, um, to help them in their, along in their life's journey. Okay? Okay, Bishop. Last question, and then we close. Okay. Um, I am somebody who loves men like 50 plus and above. And I need to know if I would need deliverance. Because from my experience, um, dating, I had men who take proper care of me. And I would like to know. Some of them, they're troubling me all now still. They have molar. When you say molar, though, they have money. But. For me, I don't, if I don't love somebody, I don't care how much money you have, I don't want you. Um, tell me if I'm losing my opportunity, I'm not hurry, eh? We can hurry dog, rock on, and I'm not hurry. I'm staying focused because there's some things that I want God to do in my life and money is not all. But I really love when men take care of women. And the other day I was having a conversation with a guy and he was telling me he, he stopped looking women who he have to give money. So I tell him why? He said because too he think it's a man they always want a man to give them. I tell him well I, I disagree with you because I love when men give me money because it make me feel good that the men say here take that for you. You know it gives you a kind of feeling that he taking good care of you. It's not really money-wise, but when you are a woman and a man could bring a $500 give it, I mean, I say bring it all the time. Uh, a 200 a 300 tell you, take that and even go, do, go to the spa, go do your nails. You know, it make you feel good. So, Pastor, please help me to let me know if I need deliverance from how I was treated before because I had royalty treatment when I was in love with a man. So help me, please. I need to know if I need deliverance. Sister, go to the altar. 
I hope none of them online. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're gonna be in trouble. Um, on this on this subject, I think the well, the area the gentleman might be saying the area of asking um, women who are asking. I, I don't know. Maybe is that rather than um, him giving. And I think that's I think that's what you say. You want you prefer for somebody who will be who hands free, yeah, to give. Not the point that you really need. Right, but if, you know, to, um, to reach out, you like that. And some people like that. Day. On the area of the age, um, the age, there's a preference of somebody more senior. Um, the only thing with that, because, okay, if you were back then, like when we were up Cabot Street or maybe down the headquarters, then I would have had a situation with that. Because back then, 20-something years, we were, you would have been much younger and so somebody at that age group would have gone in terms of balance. And you have to understand that if, you, if the gap is too wide, it means that by the time you prime, he's, he, he decline in, you understand me, or signing off. And so you have to be very careful because that could put a strain on, on the marriage, uh, uh, you know, on the relationship. So, but if, because of your age group even moving now, um, it, it will not be a problem um, so much. It's just that it's who you like, and it must that you can't complain. It means that you're going to have to do more in terms of maintaining that relationship. Some people, let me tell you something. I met, I met a gentleman who's um, uh, 88. Actually, um, yeah, 88. We, we, we ended into a, a, a business about maybe 80 years ago. Um, and he's 88 years um, right now. And let me tell you something. I met him at the gym um, at one time. And let me tell you something. And he's doing some pull-ups. And me can't do all them pull-ups at 80. He was 80 at that time because about 80 years old. No, he was 80. No, he wasn't 80. 80-something 80 he was at that time. And I met him just the other day in the supermarket. And the gentleman looks so good. So we cannot be thinking that something age. He looks at it like 60 something. I'm telling you, serious. And uh, you know, I, was, I met his wife was in this supermarket. I said, well, Where's your husband? He said, Went to look for parking. He drives, he does everything at the age 88. And some people 70 something and they, they look, they're looking for crawler, all kind of stuff. It's just that sometimes the genes and how you take care of your body. So you have to be able to look at that. Because you can't go take somebody who, as they reach 60, they're cranking out. Otherwise, you could be ending up in a, in a problem in frustration. So, in terms of that, you got to be very careful. But for younger people, um, and that's why I'm not putting it across the board as a rule, for younger people, you have to be very, very careful of the, the gaps. If the gap's too wide, um, you could end up having problems later on because all of us bodies are designed differently. We have hot moments in terms of when you're at your peak and you have moments where you start declining, and we have to know that. As a nurse, you know that nurse, okay? Major? Okay. I think we should prefer Cinder. But um, I, um, I think, though, Bishop, that um, when it comes to that, some, some women or some men, they have their eyes set on one person. Just one person. And come hell or high water, they want, they mean that that's, that's the one. 
you know, and sometimes, as you say, the, the person comes in the church and the, the one person sees somebody else and it, it causes <laughs> problem. Let him use you. But, uh, <laughs> but um, back on the thing, I don't know, but I, 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 I think, I know you, I hear you say that the, 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 unbelie- the believer should not be um, yoked with an unbeliever, but... I mean, yeah, sometimes we, sit, we hear and we read the scripture and hear, we, we see it for ourselves on the, on the bread books. But I believe I'm going to do a word study on that year because really and truly, when we, when we see people's lives, when we see people go through and experience some things, we, it causes us to wonder, wonder are we, are we interpreting that properly? Because sometimes, Bishop, and, and, and um, the unbeliever part, some, some do not be, be yoked with an unbeliever. I, I think it goes beyond the Christian context. I believe because in the church, believers and believers married and they end in divorce. You know, I, I think it goes beyond the Christian aspect. Because, and sometimes some unbelievers get yoked and it works for them. And some believers and unbelievers come together and it works for them. And yeah, and it, it, it can go awry as well. I am, I am listening but, to you. But I didn't finish it. I, I'm listening I, to I, you. I don't finish now. I don't finish. But I, I, I be, this, is what I be, this is what I believe. At times, you know. The believe the, the, the unbeliever, as 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 Sister Shauna said, I'm omitting the smoking part, but that's a different story, right? But uh, whatever else, the, as she said, they have a good heart. People might have a good heart and they have a good character. The only one thing they have not surrendered to Christ. I believe. This is my firm belief, my firm affirmation that. Um, the Holy, as you said, the Holy Spirit will work on that person. I believe. I am, I am not giving, um, uh, what the word, a, 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 a license for the young person to so hear me. Now, sometimes, you know, young people hear and, and, and they say, oh, well, me could give me, give me by for anyway and save or whatever. But at the same time, I believe, as you say, with guidance of the, the, the pastor and other spiritual leaders, we can guide the young people as well as us as, well, I don't married, so. And I married him once and, and let Bendy's story end. But at the same time, persons who are not saved, I mean, I don't think it's a, op, a, a, a black and white situation. I believe, I'm going to go to a deep study in the one there and hear with the Lord. <laughs> um, that's not a a problem. You could do all the studies that you wish. Um, I just want to say to um, it is not that a believer can't marry. The Bible did not say a believer cannot marry an unbeliever. You know? He says that it does, it's not recommended. So if you want to go, for example, if a sister in here say, well, be cool and wave and want to get married, 
and they go and they, they get married. You think that, well, at the end of the day, we're going to come back and tell them, well, they can't be a member because your husband um, wasn't saving you. That, 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 them things there ain't going on the road here. So it is not what the, why the, the biblical standard is like that because church is a community. And because of the community effect and because of um, committed lifestyle, which is somebody could start out as a believer and then change their commitment in terms of what they believe and the lifestyle, and then they create the same problem. That's why all of us must be submitted to Christ. All I, I am saying with this is that sometimes we got to look at the plan of the enemy. Sometimes the plan of the enemy is to try to derail the person and in order to derail the person from the purpose, he sends these per nice packaged persons to accomplish the agenda. For, for what is it? Okay. But if you love me, listen, if you love me that much, me not ask you, me not tell you to go and, and stab yourself and dead. I am just asking you, and I'm prayerfully considering that you do one thing. If you really love me. And I'm giving you the time. Is surrender, surrender your life to Christ. Surrender your life to Christ is what? Surrender your life. So if, you, if your point is, oh, why, are you, why, why you do not want to surrender your life to Christ? Listen, surrender your Christ. Lord, come into my heart. Make me a new creature. What? I'm going to be with you. We're going to work together. In other words, you don't have a problem now because... Um, we are free now. You, you surrender your life to Christ. We walk into maturity. We help in your part, uh, part of the way. The only thing, there are certain things that you'll have to um, give up. But if you really love me, if you really, really love me, wh why you don't want to give up certain things? And I think this is, listen, ladies, play that card. Men smart enough. Men very smart, you know. The day you give in too quickly to a man, he, 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 and he got you on your finger, he flip you. A man will jump over the moon. They say the cow jumper um, is a man. <laughs> a man will jump over. Listen, when a, listen, no, listen, when a man sees somebody he really wants, you know. When a man don't eye you down and he don't see what he wants, you know, let me tell you something. It's nothing. I believe men have a kind of, uh, look, men got power, no? I believe a man got a kind of power. But the woman and something giving too easy. Man tell him, I say, look, if you want to come, you got to come my way and let me tell you something. Otherwise, and if he really want you, if he really, really want you, I'm telling you, I speak in from a position of a man. When a man really want a woman, no matter what he has to do, he will do it to get her. And I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you why. Most men don't have a better. Most men don't have a better now. He don't tell his bodies by a musket she. A musket she. I look now here. Where you look now, you got to tell bodies by, bodies by. You know, that girl pulled me right in the church. You know? <laughs> he don't have to get her by. She wasn't giving in. You know? And because what happened, he really wants you. He really wants you above all others. He wants you. And if he really wants you, look at it. I'm going to tell you this. And I, I think I'm looking at, at Diane because Diane brought up the subject of that. One of the areas is that you're going to know because he ain't going to give up. He will never give up. No matter where you trot him, no matter where you trot, he ain't going to give up. He ain't going to give up because he mean. Let me tell you something. Even if, even if you marry 
and he really love you, he gonna come and tell your girl, you know, I would have been the best person to the girl, you know. I would have been the no. He gonna respect your marriage, you know, but he gonna let you know, girl, if you were with me, I would have treated you the best ever. And so, um, he not actually break up your marriage, but he gonna respect you for who you are. That's what when a man really loves somebody, he gonna respect her. He gonna a woman, but especially a man. A man is a hunter, and he ain't gonna stop hunting. That was the full length of a message for September to Remember from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church in St. Kitts. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.